ser Katia. Comen, Katia. I am here, Alexei. Ah, I am eager to hear of your progress with our sleeper agent, Napoleon. Ugh, the idiot managed to botch everything. I had them in position, armed and ready. And? Napoleon and his idiot friends were taken down by a three-headed baby. What? Outrageous. How could you not have prepared him for such a thing? I am sorry, Alexei. I hadn't realized. Allah! Enough with your excuses. Where is our agent now? The freaks dragged him and his friend Adam and Justin into the forest and tied him to a tree. Barbarossa and the rest of the freaks escaped on the airship with Napoleon's Sasquatch playmate, Sugar. I shuddered to ask, but what is our sleeper agent's status? Alive, but unconscious. Well then, wake him up. You're listening to Creeping Wave Radio, a documentation of our decidedly creepy escapades here at The Unaffiliated once the mics go off. Uh, Oh, oh, my phone. It's Katya. She'll be wondering where I am. I was wondering the same thing. Where are we? Thankfully not in the stomach of a three-headed baby. Wow, well, at least not all of us. You okay, Justin? I'll pull through. How about you, Adam? I've been better. Nap? Oh, my hands are tied. I can't answer my phone. Yeah, Nap, if you hadn't noticed, we're all tied up to this tree here. Oh, this is terrible. I can't even check my voicemail. Wow. I'm truly amazed at how self-absorbed you are. Here we are, tied to a tree in the middle of nowhere, bleeding profusely, might I add, probably going to die from exposure, crazy things out there. Or bears, more likely. I mean, with all these open wounds and all. Probably going to be torn apart by bears, and you're whining about a missed call from Comrade Cuddles. Come to think of it, we wouldn't even be here if it hadn't been for you chasing tail at that freak show. I wasn't chasing tail. Sugar is different. She is... well... Plan B for when you wear out the Randy Ruski. What are you implying? I hear a joke, Nap. You're a freaking sex clown. And we're tired of being dragged into your shenanigans. You know what? Seriously, (laughs) no, no, put that thing away. You know, if I get out of here and I'm going to smash that thing into the ground... No! Uh, You know what? Okay, yeah, 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 but I need to pick up my Snapchat. I have people... Mm-hmm. People are waiting to find out what I am doing right now, and they're missing out on my life, on my stuck story. in a tree. Graham, I'm telling you, yeah. there's no fucking chance. Oh come on! Why would you say that? Because after all this time, you still don't know what the fuck you're doing. That's why. Darren, if you did catch one, you'd be too high to recognize it. Ah, that gives me the advantage. I'll be more relaxed, focused, and zen-like. Please. If one of us is going to catch a Sasquatch, it's going to be me, guaranteed. Nah, you'd lose your nerve. You gotta look that fucker in the eye and just take the shot. Not this again. What fucking good is a dead Sasquatch? The body's all the proof you need. Forget that. I want to learn from it, study it, get inside its mind, and make a mental and spiritual connection. <laughs> fucking hippie. Maybe take it around on the talk show circuit. Maybe make a little money, eh? Yeah, good luck with that, Graham. 
So, Darren, you don't happen to have any more of those magic bullets left, do you? Just the one, and I'm not giving it up anytime soon. Yeah, same here. This would be so much easier if we could just get a few more. I mean, with all our experience now being stranded out here in these woods for... What month is this? November the 6th, I think. Six years, six months, and six days. If we could just get our hands on a couple more, a few of those magic bullets. Well, we would have some if someone hadn't spent his first two fucking wishes to get unspeakably shapely calves. Hey, I have no regrets. And come short season, the ladies don't either if you catch my drift. Fuck! You know it's true. Shh, hold on. The babe's thanks is all the thanks I need. God damn it, Graham, would you shut your fucking yap for one minute and pay attention? Look! Listen, no. if that yeah, phone goes off no, one more time with no, that stupid no, ring to... No, 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 no put that stop, look, look, yeah, oh my gosh. Like, what's the point yeah. of checking? Well, mm -hmm. I, I, I've got like four mm -hmm. bars, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it should be fine, and I, I, look, I Does I anybody have, have four so bars of Xanax? This one is oh, crazy, you need to put that... Oh, you know what? I could be live streaming right now, and this this is important thing. This is my life, and people are missing it. Watch your live streams or tie to the tree with you. <sighs> Have you seen the oh. live stream pouring out of my artery? Yeah. Thanks. So now. If you have such a deep, mystical connection to Bigfoot, then why don't you call her up and have her untie us? Her name is Sugar. I don't care what you want to call her. If it wasn't for your hairy girlfriend, we wouldn't be out here bleeding under the stars. You hear that? Apparently that fucking creepy-looking kid is nailing a Sasquatch. Oh, God, that's disgusting. Well, yeah. I mean, look at him. The guy probably takes whatever he can fucking get. Yeah, great. Whatever. So how does that concern us? Like seriously. Okay, seriously. Like, what, exactly. Like now, now. How many? Oh, wait, how many bars do you have? Why don't you tell us again, huh? No, no. Is it still four? Four? Oh, oh okay. Four, four, four bars. Four bars. Okay. If you what, and Sugar what? are so in love, why are you still stringing Natasha along? Katya. Yeah, I'd love to hear an explanation for that. What? Did you have some weird international interspecies three-way planned? Look, this bickering isn't getting us anywhere. We need to figure out a way to get out of this mess and save Sugar. Did you fucking hear that? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? If we untie these fucks, they'll lead us straight to Sasquatch. Maybe, Nap. Just maybe we don't feel like getting mauled to death by cannibal triplets. Did you ever think about that, did you? Yeah. There's only three of us, and who knows how many freaks are on that blimp. Dirigible. You're going to just hand her over to Hitler's brain. Just face it, Nap. It's over. She's gone. I've got it. What say you and me take these pathetic fucks to Mr. Scratch's house and get that creepster outfitted with a set of his own magic bullets. Yeah, then we'll let them do all the dirty work. They go find Sasquatch while we just sit back, relax, and wait for her to be delivered. Darren, you're a fucking genius. Yep. I'd say it's about time we fucking introduced ourselves. Oh, Brooks come on, stop. Burning, is that battery scared. going to no, die? No, it's, it's never going to die. Would you just no, stop? You're going to get eye cancer from that thing. Seriously, oh, fine, you don't fine. even look at the yeah. sun. You Wait, see more light reflected. Stop. Stop. Quiet. Shut up. Why? You never do. <laughs> Tell me about it. No matter what you say, Nap, we're still stranded out here in the woods and tied to this tree, and it's because of you. No, look, look. Someone's coming this way. To someone's. Uh, and one of them has unspeakably shapely calves. Hmm, I'll say. I feel somehow calmed by his regal stride. We're saved. 
A man with calves so magnificent can never do us harm. Help! Help over help here! Us. Hey! Hey! Sir, you! 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 Deal with the calves! You beautiful Come thumping on. calves! Pumps! Bring them here! Bring them here! Hello! Please. We're stuck! Stuck! Good know? evening, gents. I'm Darren, and this is my associate, Graham. Like I can't introduce myself, and what do you mean by associate? Shut up, Graham. You want to fuck everything up? All right, sorry. Hi. Uh, pleasure. Could you maybe untie us? Please. And direct us to the nearest hospital. Yeah, I noticed you were bleeding pretty good there. Graham, untie these gentlemen. Whoa, wait. Why do I have to do the untying? Because you've got smaller hands, you fuck. You can dig into those knots better. Right, okay. Thank you. For a second there, we thought we were goners. Yeah, thanks to Nap and his hairy sideshow girlfriend. Right, I couldn't help but overhear your story. Yeah, really awful about that Sasquatch. How big was she about? Oh, uh, five, six, maybe. So then small enough to carry over your shoulder while incapacitated? I, I get, wait, what? Shut up, Graham, what the fuck? Darren, Graham, I know you from somewhere. Your voices seem familiar. Don't be ridiculous. We just really want to help you find your girl. That's why Graham here was trying to get an idea of what she looks like yeah you know build a profile eh eh you're canadian no oh no god no please no vampires circus freaks and now canadians you screwed up our bacon now what nah it's not like that you see we're here on official business yeah department of uh we're mounties but then where are your uniforms Your horses? Undercover Mounties. We've been tracking that guy, you know? The one who ran off with your girl? Oh, what's his name? It's on the tip of my tongue. Hitler? Yeah, that's the guy. I almost got this last knot. There we go. I think that should do it. (sighs) Finally! Free! Yes! (laughs) Amazing! Thank you, calves. I mean, what's your name? I can check my voicemails now. Oh, jeez. You have two. Messages. It's me, Cyrus. Vampires. You don't get it at all. They're not so small anymore. The smart one. They roasted a goat on a... Full ring. Next message. Wake up, you imbecile! Uh, well, that was weird. Yeah, great. So, if you guys want to follow us, we're going to take you to headquarters put you in touch with someone who can help. Oh. You'll see. Just follow us. You gullible fucks. Wow. You know, it was really lucky that those Mounties were on patrol nearby today. I'll say. Guys, it's just a feeling, but I don't think these guys are really Mounties. Oh, please, Nap. Relax. I know them from somewhere. Their voices. Really, Nap? Really? After the hell you just put us through? We're lucky to be alive. Yeah, Nap, maybe you just better keep your mouth shut and have a little more gratitude for once. I mean it. Six years ago, two podcasters from the show called Gramerica were doing a live Sasquatch hunt in these very woods. They disappeared, never to be seen again. And that could just as well have been us if these guys hadn't come along. Right, Adam? Mm. Uh, oh, uh, I'm uh, sorry, Justin. I wasn't paying attention. It's, uh... It's Graham. His, his calves, they're hypnotic. I, I can't help but follow you. Let's, come on. They are glorious. Because every step is a dance. 
I know. I know. You see, that's what tipped me off. Looks like the creepy little one is going to be trouble. Quick, hike your pants up a little bit. Can do. That guy, Graham, he used to hawk these vitamins and supplements. I called up one of his commercials on my phone. It's the same guy, just look. Oh, me, oh my. Who could ever love me with these scrawny calves, eh? I'm sure to die a spinster. That doesn't have to be your fate, Mabel. Why, it's Graham Dunlop of Gramerica fame. Hey folks, gorgeous Graham Dunlop here. You know, 47 years ago, me and my calves were brought forth upon this earth as a gift to all humanity. Now we're giving back with my new line of calf building supplements. That's right, lush, voluminous calves can be yours in just a matter of weeks. With my delicious array of calf building protein shakes, vitamins, and injectables, you need never fear short season again. Wow, with my new Herculean calves, I'm the talk of the office. Golly, Mabel, what do you say me and those generous calves of yours do a little overtime together? Gee, boss, that would be swell, just like my calves. <laughs> Thanks, Graham. But wait, there's more. In today's fast-paced competitive world, it isn't enough just to have gargantuan calves. You have to make sure that they stand out in a crowd. That's why with every purchase of my calf-building products, I'll include a jar of my industrial-strength calf gloss. Made from natural ingredients, it's sure to give those legs a radiant sheen that'll turn heads with every step. Got a hot date tonight, Mabel? Sure do, thanks to you. Slather those gams in a healthy helping of my patented calf glitter and see where the night takes you. Mabel, your calves outsparkle the very stars above. Will you marry me? My answer is yes. Yes to calves! <laughs> 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 a gorgeous Graham's calf enhancing products available at a retailer near you. Nap, you're an idiot. That guy's calves are nowhere near as thoroughly juicy and succulent as Graham's are. I know. He probably had some work done since then. Maybe calf implants or something. Quit being so paranoid, Nap. We're here. Where? Uh, RCMP HQ? RCM what now? Uh, you know our secret Mountie base. <laughs> I don't see anything. Just a bunch of gnarly old trees. Well, it wouldn't be a fucking secret if anyone could just stumble upon it. You see that tree? The one that kind of looks like it has a face? Oh, wow, yeah. It almost looks like Don Knotts. No, it doesn't. I don't see it. Well, not early career Don Knotts, but more circa the ghost in Mr. Chicken. What the fuck? Mm. Just tweak its nose, all right? Okay, I guess. I its mouth! It's opening! It's called the door, you fuck. Come on, boys, follow me. Down there? Yeah, come on. M must follow those calves. Calves. Wonderful calves. <laughs> Hello, this is Napoleon Doom with a historical harangue for you whether you want it or not. In William Shakespeare's The Twelfth Night, 
The servant Maria may have well been describing Graham Dunlop when she said, I will drop in his way some obscure epistles of love, wherein, by the color of his beard, the shape of his leg, the manner of his gait, the expression of his eye, forehead, and complexion, he shall find himself most feelingly personated. In our less distant past, musicians of the 1980s waxed reverent upon gams with such songs as ZZ Top's Legs, Van Halen's Drop Dead Legs, and Rod Stewart's masterpiece, Hot Legs. It seems that an unspeakably shapely pair of legs have always been desirable, but how far were people willing to go to achieve them? In the Regency era, the time of Jane Austen and the Napoleonic War, men's fashion favored below-the-knee breeches with slim, tapered legs. This style soon graduated into calf-hugging pantaloons, a fitted pant that embraced the leg all the way to the ankle. The idea was to show off a fine and pleasing leg, but for men who weren't blessed with such, padding was suggested, though to be done with the utmost discretion. As one might expect, these embellished legs soon got out of hand. By 1819, dandies in padded pantaloons were being lampooned by cartoonists of the day. By the Victorian era, women too began bolstering their calves. Indeed, an article published by the Daily Union of America in 1866, on March 11th, my birthday by the way, attempted to tackle the hard-hitting topic of artificial or raised calves. These accessories were manufactured and distributed much in the way that the more conventional corset was. The intent was the same, to amend the shape of the body for aesthetic purposes, or as the article states, lending enchantment still more alluring as concerns the human form divine. In this article, aptly titled, Revelations, a peep beneath fashionable petticoats and artificial or false calves. The burgeoning interest in ice skating among women was thought to be the cause behind the curious trend, claiming the ponds have been thronged with young ladies as never before. Not much was made of these ladies skaters other than a mention of their dashing displays on skates and a lament for men who might discover that they had been deceived by false calves after having felt their hearts throb with the delicious titillations of delight at spectacles which kindly art has quite willingly placed at their disposal. Hard-hitting journalism indeed. This article cracked the case of false calves wide open by revealing them to be nothing more nor less than the sculpture of cords, wires, and cotton. Ice skating wasn't the only sport to gain popularity among women during the Victorian era. Bicycling was quite in vogue as well, offering a level of mobility and leisure previously unavailable to the female population. The lady cyclists often wore breeches, though they were of a looser, more billowy cut than those popular in the Regency era. These breeches were short pants, which cut off just below the knee, practically demanding the embellishment of one's calves, now clearly on display. These ladies, of course, never went bare-legged, opting instead for high boots and stockings, which could easily harbor the secret of false calves. Perhaps these bicycle babes were using their artificially plump calves to compensate for the affliction of bicycle face. This condition, as described in an article published by the Literary Digest in 1895, 
resulted from the excessive indulgence in wheeling. Bicycle face could be easily identified, its victims having an unusually flushed but sometimes pale complexion, often with lips more or less drawn and the beginning of shadows under the eyes, and always with an expression of weariness. Full, luscious calves, it seems, could make up for quite a lot. The Daily Union and American promised that with the invention of patent calves, the most awkward in shape and unattractive in general appearance may become really charming. Fortunately for us, Graham is all natural. This historical harangue was heavily inspired by Jerry Walton's blog, Unique Histories from the 18th and 19th Centuries. If calves are your fancy, I invite you to read her much more in-depth and well-researched exploration on the subject. She's an amazing author and historian and deserves your love. Special thanks to Justin Sayas, whose golden pipes provided the voice of Justin. Adam Loyal lent his velvety voice to the character of Adam. The voice of Napoleon was synthesized by thoroughly ridiculing a freshly molted lobster, recording the sounds of his weeping by use of hydrophone, and playing the recording backwards at two times the speed, as one does. A huge thank you to our guest stars Graham Dunlop and Darren Grimes of The Gramerica Show for appearing in this episode. Gramerica is also a Patreon, and you can be too. This is a labor of love here for us at Creeping Wave, and your contributions make it possible. If you like this show, consider becoming a Patreon. Graham and Darren did it. If you don't like this show, consider making a one-time donation accompanied by a strongly worded letter on how you'd like us to use your money towards our improvement. Prizes will be awarded to authors for the most creative insult and the most expletive use in a single sentence. An extra super special thanks to TJ Marco, Justin Sias, and Felix Umberto, who all recently purchased my comic from lostbreadcomic.com. That's my website. If you order a comic, please put in the description box upon ordering what you'd like me to draw on the inside cover, and I'll do it. I will. This is Napoleon Doom reminding you to keep it creepy. Thank you.